Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to Fish House Nation podcast. My guest today is Brian Bro Brosdahl, and Brian is a very well-known fishing guide, seminar speaker, and uh, fishing promotions guy. Brian, uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Did I miss anything in that introduction? Oh, no, it, there's, that's already a long list of stuff. And <laughs> when, when, you're, when you've been around a long time, it, it just all starts adding up, you know. Uh, but I appreciate having me. You're, you're a guy that anyone who knows anything about ice fishing knows who you are. But one of the things that people are excited about, and I'm sure you're excited about as well, is your Bro Road Show, which that's what we're going to talk to you about today. Uh, it's kind of yeah. a tour throughout the Midwest, talking ice fishing. You have a date coming up here November 8th. The show is going to publish on the 7th, but you'll be out at uh, the Dakota Ice Institute. Tell us about that first stop. Well, uh, it's it's kind of a neat thing because it's ice fishing and it started out later in the year uh, when we first went and we've been at all of them since the beginning over a decade and uh, they they started out a week later um, and ended up basically in the opening season of deer for Minnesota but it's they, they didn't have a choice because they had to pick uh, before their season opens otherwise they'd have nobody but you get people from all over the place, and uh, ice fishing to me is more important in the scheme of things. I I love fishing. Fishing, I'm number one uh, as far as hooks uh, versus bullets. I, I I like hunting. Don't get me wrong, but I can't wait to be there. And it's they call it the Ice Institute because people are there to learn, and there's a professional level ice anglers there, and there's beginners but everybody comes back with something and you have a day where you can, you can hang out with everybody. And, uh, it's fun talking to the people I meet there and it's a, it's a good little, um, gathering uh, with seminars and it's, it's a pretty good crowd. There's thousands of people come to that. Is you've got the Dakota Angler Ice Institute coming up. Then you've got stops uh, in St. Cloud, Minnesota with Shields. You're going up to Duluth, the Marine General, Fleet Farm. Uh, you've got the Forest Lake Gander Outdoors coming up on the 23rd of November. Then you're at Fleet Farm again in Brainerd, Cabela's in uh, Rogers and Owatonna, the 29th and 30th of November. Going to Cabela's again December 1st. Then the St. Paul Ice Show coming up. Uh, the 5th through the 8th, that's the biggest show. Tell us about that St. Paul Ice Show and, and kind of what people can expect there. The St. Paul Ice Show, regardless if we have ice or no ice, people will be there and it is packed. As a matter of fact, that show is so busy that they're, they're opening earlier and earlier and having VIP uh, times and stuff like that. And it, be, it gets to be a long show and basically – they're opening up earlier and earlier every year, but it is so busy. It's so cool. Multi-floors of things. Everything you can imagine to do with ice fishing, and it's a dream. You know, it's uh, it's it's a play shop. It's a play store, and uh, all the personalities of ice fishing will be there, and, and everybody's a personality. Everybody walks in that building is a personality, and uh, I like visiting with everybody because ice fishing is a is a, a social thing, and the ice show 
is absolutely amazing. And, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's kids pond for fishing and, um, there's, uh, every, every new product imaginable from technology based items to tackle. And then you could buy it right there. And, uh, everybody likes that. They like going to do that. But I, I also, I, I, I like it just because all under one roof, you can meet people from multiple states, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, North, South Dakota, Montana, uh, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, uh, Indiana, uh, even people from Kansas and uh, Canada, uh, as far away as Quebec, uh, East Coast, New York. They're all under uh, one roof. Uh, people from Florida, other countries. And then, uh, but not to diminish the sh uh, store stops, I love the store stops and a little quieter, uh, more on a personal level, but I want to meet the people who ice fish. I want to talk to them, you know, find out what they want to see um, in products and uh, just hear their stories and swap fishing stories. And maybe I could throw a technique their way or help them out. Or if they are, are want to check out spots, maybe there's a way I could help them. But I like going uh, and meeting people in person more than, more than anything else. Yeah, you're going to head uh, out of that show. You're going to go to Walmart in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, then the Bass Pros down in Illinois, first at Gurney Mills, then Bolingbrook on the 15th, and then uh, back up north, Sun Prairie Cabela's on the 16th, uh, then back to Minnesota, uh, Fleet Farm Stores in Mankato, Monticello, and Cabela's in Woodbury, Cabela's in Owatonna, Cabela's in Rogers, and you're wrapping up in January uh, at the Bass Pro and the Ultimate Fishing Show. So, what is all of this like for you? What is life like for you during the uh, Bro Road Show? Uh, it's it, it goes really fast because I start to recognize faces uh, at all my stops, and uh, it's 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 not it's not work. The only work is driving. If you got slippery roads and and semis on interstates, um, outside of that, it's uh, it, it goes really fast. And my road show used to start in October and go all the way to the beginning of February. But now we're integrating a, a contest, Beat the Bro, uh, where uh, some winners get all kinds of prizes and get a paid trip to come fish with me and not just fish. We call it Beat the Bro because you have a chance to beat me on the ice. And, uh, and so you get to be there. And it's not about, you know, it's not a tug of war on the ice and it's not a, a tournament. It's just going and fishing and, and then see if you could beat me, you know, and, and, but, but I help you with the uh, houses and comfort and, and moving around. Um, and it's a lot of fun and it, it, what it is, it's, it's like a guide trip, but you get kudos if you can beat me. And if you can beat me both days, that's fine. Uh, but I am not going to make it easy because I like catching fish too. <laughs> <laughs> how do, how do people get entered for that? Uh, well, we'll post that. Uh, if you follow uh, the Bro Roadshow group, uh, the Bro Roadshow group, we're going to keep posting it over and over. And so check that out. And we'll have uh, the Beat the Bro contest. As soon as we get um, all the, the artwork for it, uh, we're going to have it up so you can enter. And uh, it, it was a blast last year. I had some uh, fellows from uh, Detroit that won. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a great it was a lot of fun, and um, it, it's kind of a nice finale to the road show. And um, we caught uh, 
walleyes, perch, and monster smallmouth bass. Um, it was a lot of fun, and those guys had uh, a great trip, and they even filmed it. They filmed themselves and filmed the whole thing, and uh, and uh, we keep in touch on the internet. It's kind of a neat thing. So definitely enter that when you see it pop up on the Bro Roadshow group, and um, by all means, stop out to the stores and visit. And it's not a hyped up over over the top thing. It's me and you, like in a bait shop scene, except we're in a Mills or a, a Cabela's, and and let's talk. And and that's what I like to do. And I, I'd like to show you my sponsors' products and why I think they're great. But I'll help you find whatever you're looking for, and then we could talk fishing. And, and you've kind of alluded to it. That was my next question: is what is your favorite part of the Bro Road Show? My favorite part is meeting people at the stores and getting to uh, see people or meet people I haven't met before, uh, seeing familiar faces. It, it's really tough to pick. The store stops are really high in my list. Of course, at the St. Paul Ice Show, everything's under one roof, but it's it's almost too much all at once. And then uh, at the, the Sioux Falls uh, Ice Institute, it's it's busy, but it's, it's, it's a slower pace, and it's not giant like the St. Paul Ice Show, though I think they're, they've grown exponentially every year. It, it's hard for me to pick pick a stop. I really love uh, visiting different areas of Wisconsin, and and some of the uh, we'll throw some smaller shops and stuff in there and go visit there. And it's 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 really neat to hear stories. And uh, there's people in the area that fish all over the Midwest, and not just uh, right where they fish, or or even right where where we're at. They they have stories of. Uh, reservoirs lakes and uh, secret uh, spots that maybe i already know about or maybe i don't but uh definitely it's fun fun talking about it I, I have a hard time picking one thing but it is pretty pretty amazing to uh see the uh saint paul ice show because everything's under one roof but uh, mark my words the the sioux falls one is is growing and could reach that level with you know populations out west and it, people are serious about ice as far away as, as Idaho, Colorado, Montana. They, they got tricked out four wheelers and sleds. I seen them at the access when I fished out in Idaho for big perch, but uh, ice fishing is a big deal. So if you like the bro road show, you can follow, like follow and you can win and you'll see it uh, at uh, the bro road show. Fraybolt.com also has it. But on the Bro Road Show, uh, we will have all that about Beat the Bro. And it's it's fish with the bro, but if, if you beat me, you get to claim it. <laughs> <laughs> what are your some what are some of your favorite memories from the bro road shows of the past? I was in New York at uh at a shop and uh, a father and a son came out to visit me and they drove two hours <clears throat> and up there they don't have inches of snow, they have feet. You don't even, you just see houses sticking out of the snow and they drove two hours, not in the best condition. I kind of hollered at them for driving so far just to see me and I visited with them, but they were sick and they had the flu, but they still wanted to see me. After I scrubbed my hands afterwards, I waved goodbye to them from a distance, but it was, it really uh, was, uh, it was really fun visiting with them and they're sharing stories of uh, fishing, sight fishing jumbo perch on a big shallow bay of uh, Lake, uh, Lake Ontario and, um, and how 
excited they were to fish and I got to see some pictures. So that was one. And then also in Richfield, Wisconsin, uh, visiting with a family who were really into fishing and, uh, and they live for it and, and did it when they can. And they're super busy just trying to make it and, uh, and talking about, uh, fishing close, fishing where you can. It's not about fishing where you want to, you know, everybody wants to fish like some remote spot in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, maybe, but I love fishing wherever I'm at. If I've, I've snuck out on Winnebago when I was, uh, visiting stores there and, and fished in Asylum Bay, which is a super busy bay early ice and had a, a great time fishing. And I've snuck out on Wissota, a bunch of little lakes in Wisconsin and down by the Twin Cities fishing, uh, when, when I do store stops, I go out, if, if I'm at a store at 4 or 4.30 in the evening, you can better bet I'm on a lake. If I don't have to do a Midwest Outdoors or get something ready, I'll be out fishing somewhere, and there's great fishing everywhere. Any any place I can get a bite, set the hook, and uh, not so much about eating them, you know, because I, I can't cook them in a motel room, but it's about every every other aspect of it, and I enjoy that in the stops, meeting people and fishing where I go, and even if I'm only there for two half days, I'll still buy a license, whatever state, just to do it. And, um, and that's what it's about is fish when you can and, and where you can, what's easy access and, um, and the safest ice access. That's awesome. You're out on the road a lot, obviously all over the place. What is your favorite restaurant when you're on the road? What's a place that you just can't drive past when you're uh, cruising around the Midwest? Oh man, that, that, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, some of the small, uh, there's a sportsman's cafe in every town. There just is (laughs) just, if you look, if you type in the word sportsman's cafe, every town in, in every state has a sportsman's cafe and they're all good. The food is big. I'm a bigger guy and, uh, I, I enjoy having good food and, uh, but I, boy, it's pretty hard to beat. Uh, some some of the restaurants on, on the north end of, of Milwaukee, Germantown, between there and uh, Jackson and North, they got homemade soups and um, uh, Heidel's is a little restaurant just like off the beaten path. And it's it's a small place, really small. But boy, they got some great soup and bread. I love that. And then in a hurry, I won't lie, a butter burger from Culver's goes down nicely. <laughs> Ryan a lot of people look at what you do and they feel like you're living their dream what's something about what you do and and what you've got going on that uh, is difficult that a lot of people don't realize that a difficult part of your job it a communication uh, from a distance is the toughest part looking at a computer or phone and having to type some words because you can only do so much in in so much time and I would say, uh, you know, uh, Midwest Outdoors, I don't consider myself a good writer, but between myself and Heather, uh, you know, changing uh, some of my words and verbiage and, uh, and, and stuff, but putting a communication on paper and delivering it or on a computer, um, because I want to say more, but I, I can't to every question or everything there. And uh, if, if, if I don't write two paragraphs, don't panic. I fall asleep if I'm if I'm at a, a digital any kind of digital object. 
the nice, the one thing I do like is on my electronics, I just push them on and we'll look at fish, but everything else it's, it's, it's complicated doing communication from a distance with, uh, with digital stuff. It, uh, that's why I like to go in in person. I'm a little bit old fashioned and old school and I like to see the people and talk to them. And, uh, I'm, I'm that person that when I'm at a store, I look around and look at people, not that I'm, you know, uh, anything bad. I just want to see who's there. I might know somebody. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, writing stuff down and, uh, communicating from a distance, whether it's a Midwest outdoors or, um, up North with big Jim or any of the, the magazines that I, uh, syndicate my stuff through, uh, that, that's, that's the stuff I have a hard time doing because everybody likes to be able to feel, but sitting behind a desk, even if I'm in a cushy chair, I immediately, uh, my eyes glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> what is your best advice for people who are aspiring bro bros dolls, people who want to be like you? What would be your best advice for them? Don't give up. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people that try super hard and they're super aggressive and you can't redo uh, what people think of you. Make sure that you don't kick anybody in the shin you know, make, make your bed nicely, be good, be kind to people, be, be nice to people. That's all you have to do and, and stay with it. Stuff doesn't happen overnight with anything and try to help out where you can. See, sometimes, sometimes, uh, with a fishing industry career for me, I kind of helped out and somehow a career happened around it. Uh, But I helped out everybody in the industry, just about any, any of the people, some of the old old school that I've been a part of stuff and I don't need to point at myself, say me, 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 I was there, I was there. They just know. And uh, I, I tried to help as much as I can. And somehow everything blossoms. So don't give up. Keep at it. And then, you know, uh, like Heather and like a musician once said, everybody's got a space to fill. And I'm kind of not known for uh, muskies and I'm, not really known mostly for walleyes, even though I guide for walleyes a lot. Like, if not, you know, most of the summer and in the winter, panfish are my favorite fish to fish for, but you just got your your niche. And um, find that, find that. And for me, it's panfish. And I did the professional walleye tournaments, but I never got, I never pushed it. I never went after it because... I, I did that because it was fun, but I like catching panfish more. And there's many practice days in the walleye tournaments that I stopped fishing walleye so I could fish for panfish or bass because it was hard to pass them up. Yeah. Um, but if I, if I got to give you something here, there's a lot of aggressive people in all business and they might make it, but I think patience and um, uh, being true to yourself and the people around you and never burn a bridge. Uh, the burnt bridges come back to haunt you. Just, just, uh, you know, just uh, be nice to each other. That's, that's all there is. And I remember everybody in the fishing industry that says hi. And, and, uh, and you can tell if they really mean it, they're, they're glad to see it. And there is a lot, there's so many cool people out there. Everybody's got their thing. They got their thing. So pick out what you'd like to be. <clears throat> if you want to be everything in the fishing industry or, or, or one thing, you know, do you like muskies? Well, seek it out and, and stay with it. And uh, so you're looking, you're not looking at days, months, 
a uh, couple of years. Uh, true, true uh, things take decades or a decade, you know, a rounding one. So, so start at a good time and, you know, it's just a matter of um, sticking with it. And what, what can you do? Like the sponsors will cover this, you know, writing stuff for the outdoors is good, but staying consistent. Don't just write a couple things and disappear. It's not easy. Maybe it's easy for some people out there listening, but to, to sit with a blank computer or a piece of paper and then to put something on it, you just got to do it. And there, some of the stuff has to be disciplined, but um, it's all about fishing, whether you're talking about it uh, with print or, or with your voice. And what can you do for the sponsors? Can you, you know, can you help them sell more products? Because they're in business and they're glad to know you, but why should they have you? You know, so justify your existence to them and they'll justify something for you. And that's the best advice I can give you is be the guy that says yes every time they ask for something. That's really good advice, Brian. You talked about panfish being your favorite fish. So which one is it? What's your favorite panfish to catch? Uh, I, I hate to say it. it it's bluegills. I, I love bluegills. I love them so much. I, I won't take anybody for them. And uh, even my wife gets mad at me because we don't fish for them, but I, I'm afraid to go to spots sometimes. I get, you know, I love catching really big bluegills, but they're exceedingly rare. And everybody knows or has caught big bluegills somewhere or someplace, but big bluegills are, they're like that trophy buck. And I'm talking real big ones, over a pound, over 10 inches, 11 inches. I like chasing them. And they exist in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and Dakotas, but in a fraction of the of the size and they used to. I mean, you, you just don't go find them. And I love fishing for them. I like seeing them. It's I don't get tired of seeing really giant gills, though it's getting <laughs> you have to run farther to find them now, no matter where you're at. And they don't exist when you cross that border in Ontario, unless you're in southern Ontario. So what is in big bluegills in our areas? That's all there is. Uh, I, I've always loved chasing them, but I always since I've been talking about it for over 30 years, throw the big ones back. If you want to mount one, mount one. Don't keep them over nine inches in length. And you'll always have bigger ones, so you'll have bigger keepers. You know, seven to eight inch bluegills are nice keepers but the the bigger bluegills uh keep the little ones from spawning and so that's still you know i'm i'm not worried about this fish that fish this fish that fish bluegills are the most complicated by nature and um we want to keep the big ones in there but i don't get tired of catching them <laughs> i love catching those things and uh i could chase them i've i've uh wrecked trucks blown blown my tires been stuck in cedar swamps with snowmobiles four-wheelers and and big trucks and even a truck on tracks trying to catch a little round fish that's bigger than another little round fish <laughs> what's your favorite lure to catch them on Roll bug uh i i, I like actually I, I love catching them on plastics and uh, one of my favorites is the bro bug head with a skeleton minnow and I, I would always tell you bloodworm bloodworms work great and i designed a bloodworm over 15 years ago 
but the Burl Bughead is a light. It's lead. It's not tungsten. Not everything has to be a meteorite. We don't have to make a mushroom cloud in the bottom. Slow fall triggers bites. And the skeleton minnow, the fish just inhale it. I've been in bites before with big bluegill silhouetting dark tannic stained water drifting by like big discs that wouldn't touch a waxy, wouldn't touch a maggot. And uh, you could just, you can make them out with an HD Aquaview camera and watch them come through and put plastics down a skeleton minnow on a bro bug head and watch them just come up and inhale it because it looks like what they're, they're foraging on and matching the hatch. And I always, I've always said match the hatch. Matching the hatch is the most important thing you could do because sometimes the bait we offer doesn't look like what they're foraging on. Like in the fall for walleyes, when the tulipies and whitefish come into spawn, they want bigger minnows, bigger bait. And, uh, and even offering uh, big golden shiners on, for big walleyes or crankbaits that look like a, a tulipie or a whitefish are, are key things. And also scaleless minnows like creek chubs, uh, big creek chubs or sucker minnows with light scales. Uh, the walleyes will just inhale them, the great big ones in the fall. Well, bluegills uh, are the same way. And they look up and they silhouette stuff against the ice and they have binocular vision so they could see, see stuff that we can't see without a microscope or a magnifying glass. And they could just see it light line in open water areas, you can get by with heavier line and vegetation, but uh, that's the fun. That's a fun thing about it is plastics. The skeleton minnow I designed uh, close to a decade ago, but the skeleton minnow on the bro bughead uh, works really well. Sometimes I like a little mini muska with the, the the micro tinsel. You can't beat a gold mini muska on Winnebago and surrounding areas, or even with soda get into some other areas and silvers and backwater silver is a great color and it's underutilized as far as bluegill tackle but a silver micro tinsel mini mosca is awesome because you know there's a lot of a lot of immature shiners or whatever the bait is in the fall is how big it's going to be through the ice and bluegills are no different than any other fish if there's a little tiny sliver of a shiner going by they're going to eat it you know, they're, they're going to eat insect life, but they're not going to pass up on a, uh, just a quick snack. Brian, I don't want you to give away like your secret spot, but what's your favorite destination lake that's out there? The lake that, uh, you know, the, you know where the big ones are. If you could only fish one of those big destination lakes, which one would it be? Leech Lake. What do you love about it? Leech, Leech Lake has a little bit of everything and everything it has has some some big ones so you're not going to go there and catch big bluegills everywhere you go but they're there you're not going to go there and catch every perch uh that'll that'll uh mouth closed tail pinch go over 14 inches but they're there you're not going to catch a 55 inch musky every time you go but they're there and walleyes over 10 pounds over 30 inches they're there and it's one of those lakes that has that crappies over 16 they're in there so it's it is a lake that has that but in now remember take take uh leech lakes a uh 113,000 acres so you know maybe 10,000 of it holds the fish that i target and um 
it, in that school of fish, a very small percentage of them are this big, but it's a lake that has all that. So if I had to pick everything all under one spot, it would be Lake, uh, it'd be uh, Leech Lake because it has it. And it's, it's so convenient to get to from no matter where anybody's at. Uh, I would say that one. And then in, in the not so dis, far, far uh, distance is uh, Devil's Lake kind of neat has big perch not always easy to catch uh nice ones not the super giants like a decade ago uh but you could still catch one over two pounds there not as frequent even the guides don't get them as frequent but there's a lake that has a lot of fish in it so you know it doesn't have a lot of big everything you know the walleyes there's they're not quite as big over there if you look at the weigh-ins from the tournaments but the perch are nice on average and uh, big water always has until you drain the lake, you're not going to know what's in it. There's always something in it. And Leech Lake is uh, probably the best lake in, of the area in Northern Minnesota, uh, excluding lakes that border Canada, like Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods doesn't have blue. It has trace amounts of bluegills and pumpkin seeds in the shallow bays, but just trace amounts and uh, gigantic perch in the basin, uh, huge walleyes and pike, but I can't pick that as my favorite. It's, it's a giant lake. It's like cheating and leech is almost like that, but I think leech is, is so close, uh, to Northern Wisconsin, Dakotas, uh, everybody. Um, it's just a good lake. And then if I was going to go to Wisconsin, I love Winnebago through the ice. I've, I've had great catches of, of nice bluegills, Crappies, jumble perch, and walleyes out of the same hole in nine feet of water, fishing the west side of the lake in uh, little uh, dimples in the mud. And if you could find these little depressions that are six to eight inches deeper than other spots, you'll catch fish, and they they reload. So you don't even have to move around. You could sit there all day, and they just come through in, in waves and kind of hold there for a little while. And they're feeding on bloodworms. So don't forget to grab some Northland bloodworms, the ones that I designed, and skeleton minnow. Now, the skeleton minnow is a bloodworm. It's, it's a, a new version of, of the bloodworm. We had to give it a cool name. It's all about those crazy names now. And the skeleton minnow was a name that hasn't been used. And it's more of um, if you're collecting insects and you're going to pin a, a bloodworm onto a board, a skeleton minnow looks like it but it has one end is easier to hook. So make a thicker end. Otherwise it's hard. It's, they get so small, it's hard to hook. So grab skeleton minnows, bloodworms, and over there you want a gold muska. It's going to be a big fat head with a plastic tail, but on, on Winnebago, that's what I use. But yeah, I could pick a different lake in each state and uh, it's hard to pick a favorite out of all of them. And then in South Dakota, I like uh, Wabe because it's got everything in it. It's a lot more pressure than it used to, but it's full of big perch. It's got really nice crappies, and it's close to some other bluegill lakes. But uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good water all around. And then, of course, if you're near uh, Iowa, Spirit Lake for perch and Okaboji for for uh, sunfish. And these are lakes that I've been to and I fished. And no matter where you're at, if you're visiting relatives, buy a license there and fish. It's, it's just fun to wet a line. And I was in Connecticut 
and I ice fished a river, uh, a bay on a river that had stripers from the ocean, and I didn't get any. And they're kind of rare and they're kind of lethargic, but I did fish it trying for stripers, but I did catch crappies and, and perch and northern pike out of a bay of the Connecticut River. And the, the neat thing is it goes to the ocean. But people have sent me pictures catching stripers through the ice. And there's an ocean-dwelling fish, which I thought would be really cool. Brian, it's been great talking to you. And we didn't touch on about half of the things I wanted to, but uh, I've had you on for quite a long time. Is there something that you wanted to talk about that I didn't get a chance to ask you yet? Yeah, uh, please, everybody, when you're out there, go definitely go ice fishing. But post that you have, uh, take a tape measure and take a picture and make sure it's four inches of ice or don't post it because people get misled and they think they can go on anything with a bunch of, they get excited about ice. But the new thing is if you don't have a tape and prove that it's four, then don't post it. Um, that's, that's the new thing right now. And, and I know in the past I've, I've really went for it. You know, I am excited about ice and I want to get out there, but we don't, want to show anything less than four inches of solid ice and uh for those that walk on less just don't post it uh be safe out there have some kind of flotation you never know uh you're either just going to get wet for a little bit or or not but if you if you practice safety on the ice you have no worries at all and uh and enjoy your ice season eat fish enjoy fish just be nice to the big bluegills please Brian, thanks so much for joining us. You can find Brian on Facebook. Uh, you can find him on his website as well. And uh, good luck out there on the 2019-2020 Bro Roadshow. Yeah, don't forget to enter Beat the Bro. I'd love to take you fishing. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.